welcome back to the Studio Wonderless podcast. This is Sally Wonderless and we are on episode three. First of all, you will have probably noticed um, a huge difference in the intro. I have now got an official jingle, as it were, um, instead of using sort of freebies on the internet um, much better. Um, So basically, I commissioned a friend to um, do the music and the brilliant John Arbuthnot um, from Elgin in Glasgow um, did it for me. He's a musician and a designer. Um, Fantastic work he's done. Um, Really just what I wanted. Um, So I'll put the links below to all his creative endeavours below and go check him out. he is an incredible talent um but on with the show um first of all apologies um there's been somewhat of a quite a big break between the last one and this one um partly because work was just getting it it was just scheduling matters really um work and branding work and kipyard excuse me, and um, booking guests for the podcast later in the year and things just, things just got a little bit busy for just one person, (laughs) um, if I'm being honest. Um, But what I thought I would talk, I'll try and talk briefly about it today. Um, I had a few, excuse me, questions in about inspiration. Um... And usually I would probably stay clear of this sort of one, this sort of topic. Um, It's a funny one, um, as in peculiar, um, because I I mean, I I was thinking of the last few days what inspires... I mean, I think it's a very different thing in terms of what inspires you, I suppose influences you in life versus what might influence me in my day-to-day work um and it's a it's it's a difficult one because also I feel that there is such a great area between I mean to me I think inspiration and influence are quite different in themselves um it's I mean, in terms of my work, I mean, it's quite funny because I've got a lot of um, ar- other artists I look up to, but it doesn't mean I need to create the same work alongside them. Um, it's. I tell you why it's a peculiar topic is because certainly in the last few years not just with Kipyard um, but especially with the studio side of things at Studio Warnless where I'm I'm partnering with clients and brands um, to do a lot of branding work or just any sort of other design work um, I'm fine. I found in the last few years actually that compared to my college days, maybe it's just like age as well. But um, 
I found that when I'm doing the work, um, I, I need less and less um, inspiration, I suppose, in terms of looking elsewhere to get me going with a project. Um, and that's been a lot of fun to witness within myself. Um, and I would also say that people that I would say I'm influenced by, you know, it's quite funny looking to um, people actually in completely different industries. I think that's probably the most fascinating. Um, but also there's yet again a difference between being influenced and just liking what somebody else is doing. Um, it's like, I, I love what Banksy did the other week at the auction house, but would it inspire me to, you know, do something like that? No, probably not. But I think he's an incredible talent, but I'm not a graffiti artist either. So, you know, I think it's... It's it's a real funny sort of balancing act. Um, but I will say, I mean, it's funny because I've been redoing the last few weekends, redoing a portion of the studio. And a lot of the things up on the bottom wall um, are either friends, friends that paint um, their work, um, some vintage film posters, um, m musician stuff, uh, my grandfather's painting, a New York subways map, don't ask, <laughs> um, a David Hockney um, art print thing, um, and that's again, that's another good, you know, correlation. I adore David Hockney's work. Um, I think he's fascinating, but it's it's more of a. I mean, same with a lot of other artists. Um, I'm finding more and more that they can influence me, but not necessarily in the work I push forward, but in a. I suppose in a mental state um, and I think that's interesting in this day and age or just any age um, I do find like more and more artists and others other people um, filmmakers whoever you know it inspires me to a certain degree but as I say in the headspace rather than the workspace Um and I think that's, I think that's part of the whole creative thing, isn't it? I mean, what I mean, usually inspiration. It you get inspiration from something, and it propels you onto doing something about it. Um, but I just find it fascinating over the last few years, particularly that I feel with projects that it's more in me to just get on with it than to ponder to other people's work. Um, and I think that's fascinating. Um, 
uh, I mean, some of the other things on the end of the studio wall, I mean, there's a lot of sort of hats off to um, American sports. For anyone that knows me, I'm not much into British sports, which is a bit of a family joke. Um, Of course, you know, apart from, you know, when maybe Scotland's playing rugby or something um but i don't i always wanted to have a a british football team or something to support and i just i just couldn't get into it at all um so i'm very and and it's funny looking because i've got some framed baseball tickets from it's crazy actually it's from 20 years ago now um i was 10 at the time um I was in Baltimore and went to see the Orioles against the Red Sox, um, Boston Red Sox, for those that don't follow baseball. Um, And I think it's funny also because talking about inspiration and influence, definitely more down the influence road, I, I do wonder how much of the early family holidays to the States has influenced me as a designer. And what I mean by that is, for anyone that knows me, I am mad on signage and type and, well, just design generally. But I do wonder if I hadn't... Um, been to the States many a time when I was younger and still to this day um, if I'd be into design and typography um, as much as I am Um, and it's just quite interesting because I think even though I was 10 and I probably wouldn't have thought I would be that aware of what I wanted to be doing, but I think I was probably aware enough to realise, for example, on on the day of the baseball game, um, got the baseball glove at another shop, got the baseball at the stadium, along with one of those orange finger pointer things, (laughs) whatever they're called. Um, And I think I was very much aware of the logos and the script and the colours within them and I've been mad on like pennants and um, sort of sports memorabilia sort of um, aesthetics since and that was actually part of the reason why I did a line of um, I collaborated with for Kip Yard I collaborated with a Buffalo New York manufacturing um, design house to manufacture the pennants that I designed um, I think one had one said what was it oh yeah it was it was an Edinburgh pennant and it was it was a quote I think I can't actually remember that's awful um, <laughs> but you know that I mean the American sort of aesthetics in the flags and the pennants definitely um, 
influenced me massively. But even as a youngster, I would say even, you know, diners, the vibe, the signage, the, you know, films from the 80s, 90s, it's a massive um, realisation, I think, because it's an interesting one, as I say, just to look back and see if there's any correlations between then and now in terms of what I'm doing. And it's... I, I was remembering, I think it was one Christmas, at my grandparents' house in Edinburgh. Um, I was continuously just handed pen and paper and I think I got... Was it my grandparents, my auntie and my parents to write down their signatures. And I remember just trying to copy the signatures. I found it, f- I found it fascinating as a 10 year old, but um, I think they found it hilarious as an adult, thinking a 10 year old was trying to copy their signature. But um, also I was mad on trying to replicate the logo and signature of um the the Walt Disney logo brand, um, and I remember trying to do that. But I was also, it's quite, it's just interesting, isn't it? Because even in um, in books at an early age, I mean, I was never a big book reader. Um, what got me reading books was actually Rodal, but more so um, the illustrator Quentin Blake Um, and I was probably still one of actually my favourite book illustrators at the moment although there's another one just now who I'm loving um, is David Litchfield Um, if you don't know about him do check him out because his it's probably the complete opposite to Quentin Blake Um, whereas Quentin Blake's is quite you know um, structured in terms of sometimes quite limited colours or thereabouts whereas David Litchfield is just full on colour but the drawings that he does are just mind blowing um, but so it's interesting to look back because there was also early illustrated books that I remember um, there was one I remember um, when I was very young and I was and I do wonder because I've always been mad on sort of <laughs> space and NASA and things like that um, and I do I was trying to figure out what made me get into it because apart from the odd science museum as a kid I couldn't actually find a correlation because it's not like I had a family friend who was an astronaut or <laughs> anything like that. But um and there was one book by Jill Murphy, um same lady that I think did The Worst Witch, um, which was also a series I was mad into. But there was a little book called Whatever Next, and I remember the being completely hypnotized by the drawings alone. Um, and it's a story about a bear who goes into a box, travels to <laughs> the moon at night, as you do. Um, but I remember thinking, I think it was when they're on the moon and 
I, I just remember the illustrative works um, of certain aspects within the book. And I suddenly thought the other month, actually, that I do wonder if it was from being attracted to illustrations in books that led me on to liking certain things. And I, I, I just think it's, it's quite interesting to look back on. Um, but, I mean, it, it, that, that's the also thing with inspiration or influence, you know. For me, generally, it can change, but, I mean, at the moment it's been probably the same sort of... Um, certainly for the last few years... But but I will say the certainly the most recent time is um a few years back I was in Cape Cod, Massachusetts and I was in Nantucket, um which is just an incredible place if you ever get to go to because it's it's just total island life. Um and that's where I actually drew the idea for um, the lobster wallpaper for Kip Yard. So there's little aspects like that that sort of go into something else. At the time, I was just drawing loads of lobsters, as you do, and it did end up going into a wallpaper. Um, the only other place I think that's, in, you know... I, I would say New York inspires me massively, um, but more, again, of a mental mental inspiration. Um, and, in fact, New York is actually where I came up with the idea for Kip Yard. Um, so I just, I just find it very interesting thinking back about what maybe carries on from, I suppose, being 10 at a baseball game versus now to what you actually are doing and what you love to do. Um, so I just think it's an interesting, interesting topic. Um, so I'll try and keep this one shorter this week. Um, I've got a few questions in... Thank you for sending them in again. Um, keep sending them in. I, I am going to try so hard to do this every week. I will. Um, just the last three, four weeks has just been a bit mad. Um, one of the questions in is... Oh, back to the wallpapers. Um, are you going to be creating any more new wallpapers um, for Kip Yard? Um, the... At the moment, nothing is planned, but that's mainly because I've just um, designed and created a whole host of other smaller products. Um, I've still got quite a few um, rolls in stock um, in the studio, and quite a varied bunch that I've got on the website. I think it's about eight or ten different designs at the moment. Um, never say never, because, like, with the lobster, I didn't know 
because I'm drawing all the time and designing all the time, I might come across something thinking, actually, that would be really good as a wallpaper. Um, and that's the great plus with um, having a great relationship with um, my printers in um, Lancashire. Um, I generally can, I mean, I've done a rush job before and I've sent in a design and I've had the rolls of wallpaper the next week. So it's it's a very doable thing and um, never say never, never say never. Um, next question, what are you working on right now? Oh, blimey. Um, a lot is the answer. Um, so I have created and designed some loads of smaller products to go into my store as well as another store in Edinburgh. Um, I'm excited about these. It's down, I suppose, a lot more of my brandy kind of illustrations, um, which which is a real joy for me because I think for so long, at the start of Kip Yard, I was doing what I thought I should be doing, um, but I've always a bit like my photography, I've always loved more grungy, sort of, is that even a, a good word for it? I don't know. But sort of, you know, mixing in vintage, grungy, um, melancholic sort of feel to things. So um, it's, it's just really fun to really, like, put that sort of spin on things now. Um other than new smaller items, which has taken a lot of time, even though they're small, there's packaging with it. Um, so um, that's taken quite a lot of my time over the last few weeks. Um, in terms of other work, um, that's for Kip Yard and, as I say, the store. Um, I've got branding work. I'm working on a branding job at the moment for a client in Australia. Um, I've got some meetings this afternoon which I'm very excited about um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, so it's generally just quite a lot on at the moment, quite a lot on but I'm excited and um, yeah I hope you guys are going to enjoy a lot more of the smaller items that I'll release over the, I would say, next month, month and a half. Um, so, yeah, so I will probably bring this podcast to an end now and hope you have a great day and I will see you next week for episode four. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.